When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Well, as far as I'm concerned, brows are everything. They support the architecture of your face and getting them right, practically a facelift. But because of the plucking 90s, some of us might not have any brows left. Oh, thanks a lot, Gwen Stefani, Madonna and Kate Moss. And now that overplucked arch is back. I almost want to stop teenagers in the street and beg them not to over-tweeze. Maybe point them in the direction of a Blink Brow Bar. Blink Brow Bar is the pioneer of eyebrow threading in the UK, and they've shaped 20 million brows. So they really know what they're doing, unlike us in the 90s. Yes. I've been going to them for 15 years and I've never had a dud threading. Now, thrillingly, they've put all that expertise into a range of super easy-to-use products. Different products for different problems. So they might just be able to help those of us who got totally plucked up with their hot off the press Brow Boost Serum. I mean, it's formulated to supercharge your brows, feeding active ingredients into the hair shaft and follicles for thickness, fullness and density. And I've been using it for three weeks and my eyebrows are already looking fuller. In fact, 80% of people reported that their eyebrows have grown after using it for eight weeks. So we are delighted that Blink is sponsoring the podcast this week. I mean, this is practically a public service announcement. It is. So get your hands on a Blink Brow Boost Serum because it's all about the brows, people, and you know it. Hello, everybody. I'm Annabelle. And I'm absolutely fine, but just to take it from the macro panic because the world is on fire to micro misery, my morning has been blighted by a bad rubber. Oh, I feel. I mean, there are a few things more micro depressing (laughs) than a bad rubber. You feel things like you're an itchy label in the back of your jumper, a feather sticking through a cushion, knocking a bad rubber. So, you know, when I start my notebook on a Monday morning and I like write in pencil and I like it to sort of look quite pretty. I think if it looks quite pretty and I do my best handwriting that I can only do for 30 seconds because then I end up with a sort of paralyzed claw (laughs) because no, who writes it? How did we even write essays? It's hard to imagine. I I don't know. We had had muscles then all over our body. (laughs) And I rubbed out and there was a greasy grey smear from this bad rubber on the end of my pencil all over my page and I felt the page was defiled, I felt the week was defiled, it pissed me off. Can you blame a rubber on Mercury in retrograde? Yeah, so everything is turning to shit. Also, I you I think... see that meme that said Mercury's in the microwave and I don't know how long I can handle it. <laughs> Do you know also Mercury is not the only planet in the microwave? Saturn's doing something Yeah, exactly. Weird. I don't even gone. believe this stuff. Or do I? It's comforting when things go wonky. But also the fact that rubbers just have one thing to do, which is exactly. to rub out cleanly. And you have one job. And so if you don't do that properly, then where, where, like from there, everything is wonky. But also, do I throw the bad rubber away? No, because I might need a rubber. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, so it's yet another stick to beat myself with. So you just keep it and then it'll go bad. How are you? I'm absolutely fine, but I have been scared of makeup forever, as you know. 
And suddenly I find myself reaching for the mascara in a sort of kind of pathetic midlife power move, right? And when I say power, I mean under power, but still think, oh, I'll wear mascara. And That's just you. Yeah. And just as I've decided that I'm going to wear mascara, I can't wear mascara because I cry all the time. So I am crying in books, films, podcasts, the news, when someone says, how are you? When I talk to someone about, you know, the shit that's going down in their life, when Mercury's in retrograde, when, I mean, I almost feel like weeping about the bad rubber. in, in uh, <laughs> And so now mascara just feels like another possible tool for humiliation. Yeah, it's high risk. Yeah. Like, do I would put mascara on or will all the emotions slash feelings come hit me at once? And you'll and- leak. You'll be leaking. Uh, and it'll be dear. pouring down my face. you'll look like sort of, you know, a sort of West London Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With your anyway. face in crisis. Yes, my face is in crisis. Anyway, you, lovely listener, may not be scared of mascara. You might be normal and you might be wanting to know what the best mascaras are on the market. Or you might want to know how to look like you know what you're doing with makeup. Even when you don't. Yeah, even when you don't. Or you might just want to look less like a corpse as winter approaches, which, let's face it, we all probably want that. Um, So we have our friend and general sensation, Nadine Baggett, here to talk all things makeup. Because Nadine, who seamlessly transitioned from veteran health and beauty journalist to YouTuber with 23 million views, by the way, is a proper expert. And we can't get enough of experts here. So, Nadine, how are you? Well, I'm fine, except that through Annabelle's entire tirade against rubber, it took me a while to realise she wasn't talking about condoms. Because, <laughs> because I am that person who, when I was at school in the 70s, boys used to talk about rubbers. And I thought, now, Annabelle is known for sharing, but is she slightly oversharing about her sex life this morning in this failing rubber? No such luck, Nadine. <laughs> No, I wish I wish that were the case. A bad rubber. God. I know, I haven't. I know know, it also crossed my mind that someone might take that from it. I think it has to be an age thing. It's it's such a sort of 1970s watching Greece, Saturday night fever, Johnny's rubbers thing. And I just sat there thinking, where is this going, Annabelle? (laughs) (laughs) Going nowhere. Is the answer. Absolutely nowhere. So, Nadine, what we really want to ask you is, what it comes down to is, how do we leave the house without scaring small children and animals, which I know is your speciality subject, correct? It's what I feel makeup is for. I think that that there are generational divides about makeup. And I think for a lot of people, makeup is this wonderful creative art form. And you go on TikTok and you go on Instagram and you see these young, gorgeous women with very strong ring lights, turning themselves into various fantasy figures. I simply want to leave the house in five minutes without scaring small children and animals. And I just feel that that's all I want. I don't necessarily want somebody to look at me and go, gorgeous makeup. I just want somebody to go, oh, Nadine looks all right today. (laughs) Or not just scream. Yes, or you you do get to an age, don't you, where you sort of just feel a little bit pasty and washed out without makeup. And I actually do feel there is research that shows that as you get older, your face loses definition so your eyebrows lighten your lashes thin slightly you lose the color from your face slightly so you do sort of become a little bit blur when you say ghost like emily that's a corpse like that's what you mean um so it's like your genetic makeup is slightly less 
able to power up a yes. kind of full, full colour thing. the same way that yeah. your hair goes grey, your eyebrows go grey, your lashes go grey, you know, that sort of thing. So I feel like that for me is the secret to finding a five minute flawless idiot proof. And I always say I am the idiot. I promise you I am. I'm not an expert in when it comes to applying makeup at all. Makeup so you can just get out of the house because we've all got lives yeah. to live. Yeah. And also, you don't have five minutes to spare between each layer that goes on oh, God, as you no. wait for it to dry. or And the light's probably bad. And I don't want to think, you know, to look in the mirror at 11 a.m. and realise that I've had, like, brown smudges in the wrong places or nothing. I want stuff that's easy to blend. Well, I'm going just, to start you know. by saying, if anybody's listening to this now, and you're a woman or a man of certain age, the first thing you need to do is buy yourself a magnifying mirror. And preferably buy one with suction cups on the back to stick in front of a mirror. Uh, a window. To stick over sorry, your no, face. Sorry, to stick in front of a window. And I, the reason I say that is because daylight is the best light to make your face up with. Most people don't have access to good daylight. We were literally chatting before we started recording about me moving to the countryside. I never had decent daylight in London. But you, those big old windows you need, you stick a times 10, get it off Amazon, super cheap, suction cup magnifying mirror in front of a window and make your face up in front of it. And the reason I say that is because it is, it will be slightly scary to see yourself 10 times larger. I was about to say, have to work up to it. Approach it slowly. <laughs> but I promise you it's better What's to see the sound is the primal howl of, howl of thousands of women freaking out. I promise you knowledge is power. It's better to know you've got that piece of spinach, strokes, mus crying mascara, stroke, whatever. Ch errant chin, chin hair. hair you see instantly <laughs> Annabelle and I are on the same page My blob. it's better for you to see it before realizing you've walked around for three days with it and the whole world seen it and been too polite to say anything that's the single simple thing you can get one on Amazon sort of 9.99 they're they're invaluable and you don't have to make your face up in front of them but just do a quick double check mm. before you leave the house mm. it's true I mean I found myself I went to I went to my first stone setting last weekend which happens um, when you're Jewish and you die, they bury you very, very quickly and nothing much happens. And then a year later, mm -hmm. they, and I went and I saw an old school friend and, and I hadn't seen her in 20 years. And the first thing I found myself doing was reaching up a thumb to, um, to blend in a piece of smudge mis uh, concealer under her eye. And she just said, oh God, thank you so much. Thank you for not letting me go in like that. <laughs> That's a real I think friend, then, the real friend that yeah. says to you things like, you know, you've got sleep in the corners of your eyes or a bogey up your Spinach nose. Spinach in you your that. teeth, yeah. That's, so that's what a times 10 mirror is. It's essentially your last check best friend because your friends probably will be too polite to say anything. So you've got your mirror and you, you've, you've spent a week, you know, sort of, you know, getting accustomed to the horror of the mirror and you're standing there. What do you put on your face to create the friendliest canvas for anything that approaches makeup? I mean, what kind of moisturiser? Do you believe in primers? What do we do I'm next? not a primer person. I simply cannot be asked with primers. Yeah. I, I, I literally can't. So I think the secret to making makeup easy to blend is to put it on what I call skincare damp skin. So whatever skincare you use, it's up to you entirely. I would at this time of year choose an SPF with a moisturizer in, should, uh, um, yeah, a moisturizer with an SPF in, not a dedicated SPF. We don't necessarily need one in the UK. I think that's kind of your basis. And Whether, what, what, which one might you choose? I mean, I actually think Ole do beautiful, lightweight. They call them whips and they're really lightweight whipped moisturizers and they've got a good SPF 30 in there. 
And I think they've got an SPF 50, actually, in fact. The one thing I have learned over the years, and, you know, obviously I did your podcast before we were talking about skincare, is, you know, the sun is the thing that is mostly going to ravage your skin as you get older, and you are going to pay the price when you're our age as opposed to when you're in your 20s and 30s, sunbathing. So I would use an SPF every single day, but a moisturiser with an SPF is enough in the UK, it really is. And when that you apply that on your face, after however many serums you want to use, you don't need to use the serum if you don't need to, uh, you'll want to. And then when your skin is very slightly damp, then go in with your um, makeup straight away because it will give it slip. And I think the secret when you get to a certain age is you want the ultimate tinted moisturizer stroke hydrating serum foundation. So you mm. need something that adds moisture, adds a tint and evens out the slight imperfections in skin tone. Research has shown that actually it's not things like wrinkles and lines or whatever. It's uneven skin tone that catches the eye. So it catches the eye and it sees light and dark. So if you've got age spots or you've got a little bit of rosacea or you've got a little bit sort of, you know, dark creases under your eyes or around your mouth, a little bit of foundation or tinted moisturiser that adds a hit of hyaluronic acid, so a good skin plumper and some tint. And it needn't cost a fortune. You can literally run from L'Oreal Paris True Match, which has, um, I think now, 48 shades. Brilliant on the high street. Bestseller for a good reason, loaded with hyaluronic acid. Almost, you could put it on with your hands, almost without looking at your face. And that is because, a foundation. Yeah. and it's So good, that and is it's, a full coverage foundation. You don't need a brush, won't make you chalky, you can put it on with your hands. No, absolutely. And also what you could do is you could apply it with your fingers to skincare damp skin. And then if you need a little bit of extra coverage, just go in with a slightly smaller brush and do a double layer. That's all you need. Um, but you could literally go right the way up to something like Laura Mercier tinted moisturizers. They are beautiful. There's Chantecaille nude skin. I mean, cut your cloth according to your budget. But what I am saying is once it's on your face, nobody knows if you spent £10.99 on it or £110.99 on it. They really don't know. So just choose something that I think when you get to a certain age has a few skincare benefits and plumps your skin at the same time as adding a tint. And then on top of that, if you love a glow, good on you. You can just leave it and go in with your colour cosmetics. I personally prefer a sort of demi-matte finish. I think it's years of, you know, living through the 80s and 90s when skin was super matte. And I like a really lightweight pressed translucent powder. And somebody like uh, Beauty Pie have a brilliant one called One Powder Wonder. If you've got a friend that's a member, they can buy it for you. You could go on and buy full price for it. Or there are other sort of mimickers on the market. Now, Charlotte Tilbury's got a brand new. They, they're flat, they're compacted. They look white, so they look scary and ghost-like. But actually, when you put them on your brush, they're completely translucent. And that's where you just need to knock back a little bit of sort of T-zone shine if you've got it, but also slight imperfections. So, for example, it, you should technically powder just where you've put your concealer under your eyes, around your nose and down your chin. So that matte flat finish just knocks back the rolling waves of older skin, shall we put it. Can I just ask you about concealer under the eyes? Because I have, since my early 20s, never found a concealer that hasn't gone into wrinkles that really aren't even there. I've never found an under eye concealer that has worked and has not just gone chalky. I think the secret is either to do what I said at the beginning, which is put another second layer of your foundation on, but also look, I mean, it's very interesting. A lot of young people like those very thick pasty concealers that go white under the eyes. And I do think you need flawless skin. 
For me, I need a very runny liquid concealer to go under my eyes. So hence the fact you could put a second layer of foundation on. I like NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer around the eyes. I think mm. also remember that what you're seeing when you look in the mirror close up, most people aren't seeing. And mm. I think the secret is to put it onto skincare damp skin. So once you've put your moisturiser on and your skin is plump, then lock it in, lock the concealer in then. Do you put um, concealer on before foundation? No. Okay, it's so all, put, I always put it on so afterwards. Yeah. After, okay. Yeah. But th what we also forget, don't we, is that makeup takes a little while to bed in. So even it if does. it might look a bit, you know, it'll, an hour, it, it probably looks its best, what, an hour and a half later? It does. And also, I think the thing is, it depends on your skin type. If you've got a drier skin, you're going to need richer, thicker, oilier consistencies. As I've got older, my skin has become drier and I've gone from using actually powder foundations for years. I used to use mineral powder for years. And now I do like something with a lot of humectants, glycerin and, and hyaluronic acid, things I've spoken about in skincare. So you've basically got tinted skincare. Yeah. And I think that's most flattering as you get older. Fine enough, what, what I do is a sort of mixture of the two. So I'll use a tinted moisturiser like NARS Radiance all over my face. And if I want more, I'll go down the middle with yeah. a powder foundation. Yes, you exactly. like. Clarins do a really good one and sort of mix the two up. And then I can still keep my sort of cheekbones a bit dewy and, and highlightery. And That's the most flattering way to do it. Yeah, yeah, the dew and the highlight should basically go from the centre of the eye outwards to the ears and not be the centre panel unless you're a supermodel walking the runway or something. But if you like the NARS Radiant um, tinted moisturiser, you should like the tinted concealer, the, ra the radiant tinted concealer. I'll try it but because I really can't live without the NARS radiant tinted moisturiser at the moment. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But what's interesting is, is and this is where you put it. So, for example, you'll see a lot of young people put concealer here right the way out to here. Now, your lines are from here out. They're not here. I literally just put it in two reverse C's in here. Like a um, sort of open Nadine Chanel is pointing to her, her nose, by the way. So <laughs> on the inside of my nose, yeah. around my tear duct, and then stop about a centimetre going out. So it shouldn't be sitting here because you've got nothing to conceal here. Concealer will not conceal smile lines and wrinkles. It's literally for dark areas. So you go there, oh. around the nose, which is where you get probably a little bit of redness and maybe on the chin. That's all you need. There's also a little tint where you can tip where you can put it on the very outer edges of the eye as a little tick at the end and that tends to lift the eye because the eye there at the very outer edges tends to get slightly discolored as well you're literally correcting the discoloration on the skin so you shouldn't it shouldn't be going anywhere where the lines are anyway annabelle and mm -hmm. you don't have any lines mm -hmm. i'm looking at you now and um that's because i got chubby cheeks what about so we've got our moisturizer we've got our foundational tinted moisturizer we've got some concealer going on we've got some powder that has maybe gone and mattified the middle. Now, I am a big believer, like almost a religious fanatic about eyebrows. Me too. Please, can we talk about eyebrows? First of all, threading, it's always what I would do. Um, and the sort of shape that one should be looking for and how to keep them full. If I could say one thing to my younger self, it was don't fuck with your eyebrows. Oh, God, and we all did. Don't fuck with your eyebrows. I mean, bearing in mind, we were just chatting about wonderful Kate Moss because she's been seen a lot recently. I mean, she's responsible for so many bald, sparse eyebrows because she looks so gorgeous in that Calvin Klein ad. Um, I was uh, lucky. Mine grew back. I plucked yeah, them at 19 yeah, you have and they grew eyebrows. back. Yeah, you do have great yeah. eyebrows. Um, some people grow back, some people don't. Uh, I would also say beware microblading. So for me, I think it's all about a, a thread and a tint, beloved Blink Brow Bar. My mother is 86. She goes into the local Blink Brow Bar in Kingston. 
in uh, Bentles. She gets her eyebrows done. It makes such a difference because she's they're all good there eyebrows. as well. There are no there, there, there is not a duff person who works at Blink Browbar. And I keep saying, I promise you, I'm not being paid by Blink Browbar. <laughs> but if you want to go in and get your eyebrows shaped professionally by women that get the shape of your face and tint them, they're amazing. Then I think once you've got that done. It's a literally a case of just plucking out the eyebrows, the little regrowth once you see them because you've got your shape. And then I think the most, I, I'm in awe of makeup artists that get out five different pencils and just paint, <laughs> paint on individual hairs. I can't be bothered and I don't have the time or the skill to do that. I like a tinted brow gel and then you just brush up and out, brush up and out towards your temples. And what you're looking to do is Choose a colour that matches your natural brow and it should cover greys. Funnily enough, I'm grey all over, but I haven't got, for some reason, got grey eyebrows, but it will cover grey hair as well. I'm grey everywhere and my eyebrows are holding. Hey, is your hair, is your hair grey? Yeah, yeah, she went grey at 21. Yeah, oh, yeah. you have like a beautiful white. colour. Well, that is my, yeah, see, I'm completely yeah. white. You can see like me. Look. That, I, That's Josh Wood at home. Josh Wood at home. Oh, he's great. So our brows are on. <laughs> But and, and and our skin tone's evened out. Yeah. But it's only one colour. So here we come to something that Emily's even more frightened of than she is of mascara. Yeah. My Desert Island product, she comes out in hives at the very thought of okay. it. Blush. There is a reason why it's your Desert Island product, and that's because you've got cheekbones to die for, and it's very easy to see on your face where now, to put it. Now, what are you saying, Nadine? What oh, I'm it's saying, where to put it. Yes. It's where what to put I'm it. Because you put it too close to your nose, you just end up like you're looking like you've got yeah. rosacea. Is because you don't have the cheekbones that Annabelle no. does. Annabelle has a really great full She's face. She's got the you apples, You can literally see the apples. Whereas yeah. you and I, we look at our face, they go, start on your apples. You go, where are the hell are my apples? You lose them when you get older <laughs> as well. And the downside of this is my face is exactly twice the size of Emily's. Yeah. So she has a sweet <laughs> little face. And I have a massive face with with um, with apples. Can I, can anyway, I, yes. So, so for you, it's easy. You smile, you get a lovely big, plump rosy cheek and you put it there and then you do the Nike tick up and out up and out up and out it's so easy to that do. was something I got off your that was I got off your Instagram because I'd been putting it just on the apples of my cheeks and you said it is much more flattering with blush in my case a really apricotty one yes um to go up and to down. um to go the apples but then to take it up the cheeks we were always afraid I was afraid of that 80s stripe well, but of yes, course product has moved that. on so much yes, we all did that yes and uh, it's like having a facelift, Nadine. They're doing it again. I saw on TikTok the other day, this girl was wearing, honestly, the colour of it. It was so bright. And it magenta. was It was like, yeah, magenta. And it was right there. And I was like, she was like, look at this. And I was thinking, well, no, not for me. Uh, anyway, no, blusher I did, for I people did that who are scared. I did that the first time in 1983. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that the rule for everything in life? If you did it the first time round, don't do it again. Don't do it again. But for you, Emily, it is much yes. harder because you have a naturally slim face. So you don't have sorry, pads of fat or enlarged cheekbones like I have, because I mean, one, a doctor once said to me, you really need to stop with the cheek filler, Nadine. I said, don't, this just Eastern European big bony face. So for you, it's literally just, you've got to go super lightweight. And actually the secret for you is to go the opposite way and to go from the outer edge of the cheekbone down. What about cream blusher? I mean, cream blusher is so much harder to master. It's a lovely, I love flattering it. finish. I agree. And if I had your cheeks, I would love it too. <laughs> so basically, you've just got to be so careful because basically you just tap 
directly under the eye there on that sort of fullest part of the cheek, exactly where you just tap there, Emily. And then you have to just blend out, but blending is the key. I'm a powder blush girl. And again, as you get older, I used to love pinks when I was younger. I think warmer tones are more flattering as you get older. I tend to use like a MAC peaches or something, an apricot like that. I think uh, cream blushes are lovely, but they're harder to master. If you're a blush virgin, and I was going to sort of make your face up, Emily, I'd use a powder. Okay. One well, of the MAC ones and choose a matte finish as well. Don't go shimmery or shiny because there is... I think that's quite dangerous, those shimmery blushes, and aren't they're, they? They're, there, is, there is a sort of sweet spot to where your blush goes because it basically has to sit. So it shouldn't really come below the end of the nostril there. So it shouldn't come below there. But also it can't go too high because then it starts sitting in the fine lines. Yeah. I have to I've say, got... honestly... Blusher is my most difficult thing to master, especially... But doesn't older. it make a difference when you get it, it right? It does. It's beautiful. And when a professional makeup artist does it, so everything I've just said goes out the window when you sit down. So I've started going back to this morning to do, to do some beauty items. And the first day I turned up and a professional makeup artist just took my face for 10 minutes. That's when you realise there's skill involved here. It's just <laughs> I, don't, I don't have those skills. I don't have those skills. Do you use highlighter? I wouldn't, I don't use a highlighter now. I think there comes a point where you, the highlighter goes above the blush and above my blush is just crepiness and fine lines. Why would I want to highlight that? <laughs> <laughs> there, is is. A, there is an amazing product called Ciate Dewy Stick. And actually it's a solid, it's like a very large crayon. And actually it's not, it is a highlighter, but it's more of a sort of, almost like a, solid skincare stick and it's beautiful and that just literally is almost like applying a sort of dewy mist on the top of the skin but it's solid Ooh. gucci westman does one like that yeah and all you're doing is adding i don't know what you're adding it's clever, but it, isn't it isn't gleam no it's no gleam it's no shimmer it's no sparkle it's almost like a light reflective skin plump skin dew mm. and the ciate oh. one is amazing it's the original one and really reasonably priced and the other place to apply it so if you have got room between your blush and your creases you put it across the top of the cheekbone i wouldn't you can put it over your lips i wouldn't bother doing the middle of the nose which is such a tiktok thing and the other place it looks really nice is just under the eyebrow just at the top of that very arch under the eyebrow wherever the the light would catch there yeah so um so we've got color in our cheeks now but what about finding cheekbones or creating cheekbones i know that you know we're not going to talk about like you know baking and contouring in the way that you know it, it, it that it means if you're if you're 16 but i mean do you use anything to contour or do you just use a bronzer i just use a bronzer yes yeah i just think matte if, bronzer yeah, i mean for me bronzer should always be matte anyway because it's essentially what you're doing is mimicking having a tan essentially so so but also a aren't a you starving that area under your cheekbone of, of light. light so yeah, exactly yeah. so you so don't want particles you're playing with light and dark so for example bronzer always looks flattering when it goes right around the hairline and across the forehead down the edges and then it's rather than going where your blush would go it just goes underneath onto the cheekbones and then you so you sort of do an enlarged e there and then you go down and it, where it's really good is under the jaw for slightly softening that sort of goose turkey neck chin jaw bit <laughs> so do you just do it along the jawline and you take it right under the chin as well i have a, an absolutely huge brush which is a sort of um it actually was an elizabeth arden mineral powder brush and sadly they've discontinued it but you need a big brush nice and soft a kabuki brush tap the excess out and then you just dust it round and down and again the thing is after you've done your bronzer 
and you don't need to do bronzer but I do think blusher is essential after you do blusher and bronzer the secret is then go in with a clear brush and just buff 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 you can never overly blend you can't Particularly when you're putting makeup on skincare damp skin. Yes. Because blusher can want to cling, can't yes. it, powder blush? Absolutely. So in order to, you do need to smoosh it around quite a lot and if you're in a hurry. And especially as you said, you love a cream blusher. If you then mm. go back in with a powder bronzer, that will cling onto it. Which yeah. is again why I say for idiots like myself, a powder blusher is easier. If I've got time and I'm going to like a party and I'm doing a full face and I rarely have time and I rarely go to parties and I rarely do a full face, but if the, all the stars align, then I'll give myself 10 minutes between um, uh, tinted moisturiser and, and, and blusher, a cream blusher and everything else, just to let it all OK, settle. so I have a question for you. So everyday face should take how long and going out night, night face, party face should take how long? Everyday face should take three minutes. I agree. Definitely under five. And Yep, and party face. If I really want to sit around and roll around in all my makeup and have a really good time, 20. And for you, Emily? Um, well, everyday face is nothing, apart from every now and then I'm putting mascara on. And going out face, I literally will put on some tinted moisturiser. I use the Pericone MD, which you gave me ages the ago. No which I love. Foundation, the foundation, foundation. Yeah. Is that one? And no, then, it's not. It's, the no, tint, it? it's not. It's even less than that. It's that's, that's much more pigmented. I found that quite drying. This is the one in a pot. It looks exactly like their actual oh, moisturiser. Yes, 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 yes. And it's one of those ones that's adaptive. It's so it, goes, it just looks like moisturiser. It's yeah. got almost no coverage, but brilliant for like a summer holiday and, and really beautiful. It's about, yeah. yeah. It's lovely. It's expensive, but it's good. It's about lovely. About 55 quid. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't do blush, I do mascara and uh, and maybe some eyeliner, but in the in the waterline in the middle. And that's better. So how long does it take? Oh, a minute. How long does yours take, Nadine, for like uh, full I, face? I would say less than five minutes for going out and about. For me, I very rarely go out in the evening now. But if I'm to do some maybe TV or. I certainly would never take more than 10 or 15 minutes at the mm. most. And for me, the extra things would be eyeshadow or for me, it would be a little bit of eyeliner, extra layer of mascara and extra blending. Because I, I am that person that looks in the mirror every so often and thinks I've walked around looking like Bonzo the Clown for all day because I forgot <laughs> I to blush, to blend my blusher. Yeah. But you know, it's funny because I sort of think I know what I'm doing. I've been writing about beauty for years. And I sort of, But um, a couple of years ago, I sat down because I had, the stars did align, I had all that time. And I did a Charlotte Tilbury makeup tutorial. I think it was the rock chick. You know, she's got the sort of mm -hmm. Dolce Vita and the, the, you know, Belle de Jour. And I think it was the rock chick. And, it, and I think it, it, it's, it's a nine minute video, so it probably didn't take me about 20 minutes. And about three people asked me if I'd had a facelift. Because <laughs> well, I really followed the steps, it, you know. Honestly, for anybody listening to this who has not gone on counter at, say, you've got to go to a reputable company. You don't go to a bog standard company, but go to somebody that hires makeup artists. So go to Mac if you have the confidence. Go to Charlotte Tilbury. Go to um, Fenty if you happen to be in London and you can go to Harvey Nicks. Somewhere Armani hires professional makeup artists and just sit and learn. And you'll have to buy one thing because you can't just sit there and have a free makeup make makeover a makeup art lesson. Um, but you can take in so much. They are true artists and they are incredible. And everything I've learned about making my face up, I have learned from the best. 
Yeah. And I have to say, the Charlotte Tilbury place in Covent Garden or Leicester Square, they will happily just sit and play with you. A lot of the times they're sitting there and they're just desperate to get their hands on you. And you don't need to buy the whole lot and you don't need to recreate the whole thing, but just taking a few hints and tips on where to put your eyeliner and how to put your mascara on will make the world of difference. And will save you time. And will save you time it? in the long term, it really will. Uh, so what are your favourite bronzers for a sort of warm winter glow? See, I like the creamed powder bronzer, so I like the Chanel Do one. You? Yes, which is Le what, beige. Which, which, which is another one for you, which should work brilliantly because you it will work with the fact that you're using a creamy base and a creamy blush. NARS have now got one, Revolution have now got one on a budget, Charlotte Tilbury's got one. They're all very similar formulations. So they go on like a sort of slightly matte putty cream and then they buff out this soft focus powder. They're very clever. And in fact, Emily, you will love them because they are a next step up from the Pericone. They're almost like soft focus filter for the skin without looking like makeup. They're very clever. And so what would I do? Just dab it on? Yeah, like, just the grab yourself brush. a big brush underneath. and you can buff it on almost all over. But essentially, And you, you do put it on with hands to start with and then no, use no, the brush? No, go no, straight no. in with a big kabuki brush. Dean and I going, no, no. <laughs> go straight in um, with a big kabuki brush, okay. buff it around and then buff it out. They are, they are really idiot proof. They're lovely. I've got I've got a, a Nas one upstairs, a, a cream powder bronzer, so we can we'll have, we're going I'm gonna play with you later. Yeah, oh, doesn't that sound I'm, threatening? Honestly, stick with your pericone, add in a a nice bronzer, powdery bronzer, stick with your eyeliner and your mascara. All I would add in would be an eyebrow tinted gel, which they are so easy to use. They really are easy to use. And then a tinted lip balm and you're ready to go. I mean that mm. I wouldn't do any more than that. But what if you want to? So, you know, and so Emily's face, Emily's got a perfect tiny little face and it can't take much makeup. Mm -hmm. But if you've got bigger features and, you know, for example, mine, bigger face, bigger features, and you can take makeup and you're not scared of, you know, eyeshadow. I think that once you're over about 35, a true liquid eyeliner can get a little bit tricky. It's quite oh, harsh. Oh, yeah, I would never do a liquid eyeliner. So what would you replace that with for some real drama and definition? And I would say the same for Emily, actually, is I... I I've never mastered a liquid liner, I think, unless you've got immaculate smooth upper lids, it's virtually impossible. And by the time you're pulling your eye out here and your sort of finger is at the back of your head to pull the wrinkles and lines out, you do <laughs> Sell not... tape and the yeah, hairline. Yeah, so basically you've got that sort of amazing old school Hollywood drag queen sort of tape around your face. So for me, I, liquid liner is just out. I would never bother doing it. So I would always use a, a soft, smudgy, pencil from MAC, say one of the Coles or the eyeliner pencils in a soft brown. And again, I would pull my eye out and I would run it back and forth in the base of my lashes. And it's quite a messy thing to do. You go, go across the base of your lashes. Emily, again, if you want to lift the eye, you can go into the waterline underneath, flick at the end, and then I just smudge it like that. And at that point, it looks a little bit messy. Then the secret is to get a matching matte eyeshadow, matte eyeshadow colour that matches the same. So I would use, I love uh, a nice dark, rich brown colour from Bobby Brown or Mac, something like that. Totally a single, completely matte. You get a little nard smudging brush, which is a really short ended brush. And then you go back in over the top with powder. It not only sets it, it softens it out and it takes all the lines out of it. Would you ever, seeing as we're, you know, at some point <laughs> heading towards Christmas, would you ever use anything metallic or glittery or something just a bit playful for a bit of a pop? If, yes. you, if you want to, yes. I would. How, and the secret how, is only on the eyelid. 
as so opposed only to only on the eyelid. So you literally just dab it through that middle section. There. Oh, so that Pat McGrath trick of a fingerprint yes, in the middle it. of the yes, eyelid. Exactly. For anybody that don't knows what we're talking about, go on to Pat McGrath's Instagram and watch those amazing close ups of those fetal eyes that have no lines or crinkles or anything and then essentially always finishes off with this lovely smudge of a gorgeous metallic I think mean, that's enough for Christmas and, but it is lovely it's and beautiful. also you can do it you can do it in a sort of amusing colour you could do yes. it in you know a sort of you know you could do it in blues and greens and purples you don't have to stick to your you know working palette do you when you're no, doing that you absolutely. can really play it's just a pop it's a pop I forgot to tell you the other day that we were in Paris and we went mad in that lovely shop, Mercy, and bought some like transfer freckles. Yeah. <laughs> and I put them on thinking they would look great, and it was absolutely terrible. Whatever like, happened to Baby Jane? Yeah. Like, fully, fully mad, right? <laughs> fully mad. Yeah. So, so I would very much Halloween, suggest. Basically. Yes, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> Like, actually, if you wanted to, if your goal was to go out and frighten animals and small children, which it may very well be, then, then, then I would recommend the freckles transfers. But um, but it was just so, yeah, so no novelty transfers on the face is my recommendation. Um, mascara. Yes, this is what I want to know about because I'm definitely in the market for a good uh, mascara. Do you, I don't, but, uh, but some people swear by them and I just wonder, do you use an eyelash curler? Never. No, never. Never. And when, I've never if used a makeup one in my artist life. comes at me with one, I go, please put that away. It's <laughs> like someone coming at you with a speculum for the eyes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Awful. I also think a lot of modern mascaras, especially the comb ones, if you push them up, they actually do set as you're doing them. My advice for you, Emily, would be if you really hate mascara, get your eyelashes tinted. I mean, just Ooh. don't even think twice about it. Go to Blink Brow Bar and get your eyelashes tinted at the same time. It will change your life. It's amazing. What are your favourite mascaras? For mascara, I have to say, uh, I, I really love a budget mascara. And the reason I love a budget mascara is the only difference between a budget mascara and an expensive mascara is an expensive mascara tends to have twice as much juice in it. And a budget mascara will be essentially half empty. But that's actually right. easier to master because you're less likely to overload the brush and mess your eyes up. You will have to replace it twice as often. But if you're not confident with the mascara, a good old budget Max Factor, some, something like Masterpiece Max would be brilliant for you. They have a brown waterproof one, which would be amazing for you, but the black one is incredible. 2,000 so calories. Yes, Rimmel. I'm so glad you said that, because Max Factor 2,000 calories has been my constant companion it's brilliant. since I was at university. Absolutely it's just never gets brilliant. unbrilliant. It's really good. Yeah. And it's got a little flexible silicone brush, which is really fine at the end for getting in underneath. And I, th if you don't overload your brush, and the easiest way to do that is to buy a budget mascara, it won't transfer up here. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the reasons why your mascara might transfer is because you're not wearing, ironically, you're not wearing makeup and setting your right. concealer with powder. Because if you leave your skin damp with moisturiser, foundation, anything like that, then obviously it transfers across. But otherwise a waterproof mascara. But I think for you, seeing as you're low maintenance, go and get your eyelashes tinted. You'll love it. Yeah. I the other day I put mascara on thinking I was so chic and then I sneezed before it had dried and it literally just I looked in the mirror it's like a powder it's like fuck's sake like, more humiliation yeah, exactly anyway what about false lashes do you think there's any point in doing a couple of you know we're talking about parties just a couple of uh lashes on the outer eye just to you know create that almond sort of winged shape and yes. if you think there is ever a point to that which one yes Nadine? I do and you need the Eye lure, the little tiny, the tufts of three, the individuals yeah. they're called. Uh, 
I've never mastered a strip lash. I have tried to master a strip lash, gone to parties and sort of look like I've had a stroke where they've fallen off halfway through <laughs> or have suddenly developed a very thick eyebrow. I've never mastered that. But I do think if you're going to master them, the individual flares, the ilio flares, the little groups of three, you literally, and then you just tap them in at the end. And every time I turn up to any professional makeup artist, the first thing I say is put on loads of false eyelashes at the outer edges. That's what, that's how you'll get that proper grown up, va va voom, open eye. Oh my God, I've just taken 10 years off my eyes look without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a real shortcut to impact as well, yes. isn't it? Yes. And I don't know if you've seen Lash Envy. Lash Envy is this amazing company that have these ones that you can put on and glue and they stay on your eyelashes for sort of four to five days. Heaven knows I couldn't master, but go on and have a look because they are incredible. If you get the chance to visit a Lash Envy counter and have them put on for three or four days, they're incredible. Do it. Yeah, do it. Yes. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> um, and now, listen, lipstick. I mean, uh, how serious are we, are we meant to take it? I mean, I, if you're scared of eyeshadow, Emily, I'm a bit scared of lipstick. I try, but I always end up just going back to a gloss. and a, I like a liner. But I really, all, really all like a liner. three of us have quite fine lips. And if you think about the fashion for lips and you think about the way that lipstick is illustrated on social media now, you just have these women with these huge perfect cupid's bow lips and i didn't have yeah. those when i was 18 i haven't got them now yeah so i think the secret is for me i will just put a tinted balm on and i love the nars afterglow lip balms anything with a balm with a hint of color in it i'm fine if i'm going to put a proper full on lip and go out i would start with either a lip identical color lip liner so you don't match the lip liner to your lipstick unless you're going bright red so i would just use a sort of my own lips but better pillow talk by charlotte tilbury something like that lip cheat uh or the secret is if your lip bleeds you can get unpigmented lip liners so those are so clever common rimmel do one so it's basically all the wax none of the color and you just go around the outside of your lips it defines your lips super gently that's clever yes and then then it just locks the color in so it doesn't bleed yeah hmm I mean, I keep trying with a red lip and I wear it out of the house about once a year, but I always feel a bit sort of self-conscious. Yes, you look I mean, great with a red lip. But, I, it's hard, but it's hard to live with myself with the red lip, okay. you know. I know and you it, like it and yeah, I, I like want it, it to you. happen, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's high maintenance. It really is it high is. maintenance. And I think the whole point of our makeup is it's low maintenance. Yeah. yeah. I know, but sometimes I want it to be high maintenance because I love it so much. So sometimes I want to go that extra mile and go, okay, and, and NARS have a really good, bright red um so you know you know veering towards orange red not blue so it's super flattering semi-matte lipstick so it will stay and i and i put it on and i want to leave the house sometimes i put it on when i'm on my own um wandering around just every time i wash my hands and glance like you know catch sight of myself in the mirror I, I feel happy i love a red lip i love that classic 80s red lip that sort of sade minimal skin Red lip, little bit of liner, mascara, ponytail. I wish I was that person. I'm just not that person. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm the Debbie Harry frosted lip, loads of <laughs> liner and mascara person because I think you play up your best features and I don't have a particularly full lip. But, you know, I create content with a woman called Jo Jones and she's just got those Pat McGrath lips and she could put mm. on a bloody blue lipstick and it'd look gorgeous. I mean, just I don't have those lips. I never will have. And I can't be bothered to reapply. And I can't be bothered mm. to worry if it's bleeding. So for me, it's just a tinted lip balm and we're out. Can't be bothered is a really big part of this whole thing. Yeah, can't be asked. CBA. Can't be asked. CBA makeup. Well, how do we feel about setting sprays? Because we never. don't want it falling down never our faces. Never, never, she says. Never, never. 
all just a wow. load of rubbish and hype formulated for very young people that are wearing far too much makeup and probably have oily skin. Good You'd be them, better with a powder, wouldn't it. you? Yeah, yeah Better absolutely. with a clear powder, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a professional makeup artist use a setting spray. I really don't. And I mean, I mean you know, I've spent years interviewing people like and seeing them work backstage. Pat, Mary, Diane, Kendall, Charlotte, Tilbury. You just never see them use a setting spray. Unless they're looking for a particularly dewy finish on a very young skin and they want skin to look almost like semi-damp. It's interesting, the powder thing, because for women in their 40s like us, I think that, you know, we sort of think, oh, powder, it's granny. It's sort of, you know, it's, it, it, it smells fusty. Everything about it is going to... But in fact, we need to remember that formulations now are so finely pigmented so and beautiful. so high tech and so beautiful that powder really is your friend. And also, it, it depends where you put it. I mean, nobody wants a shiny chin, a shiny nose, or to be shiny on the ins, inner corners of your eyes. And that's the only where you're putting it. Maybe if you're oily, you can even put it here. But I don't even need it here because as you get older, your and, skin and dries out. And it is pointing to in between her, yeah, her to eyebrows. eyebrows the, the typical sort of place here, the sort of frame. I'm now bit. really paranoid. It's never occurred to me that I don't need to be, want to be shiny on the side of my nose. Why don't I want to be because, shiny there? Well, as you get older, well, one, it's where you sweat. So you sweat okay. in here. But also yeah. as you get older, it tends to become slightly more hollow. So if it's slightly shiny, it looks more hollow as well. Oh. Skull face. <laughs> it, <laughs> really is. it really is. I'm sorry, Lee. This is supposed to be making everyone feel better about themselves, not worse. But now I'm literally yes, traumatised. Yes. How to avoid a skull face. <laughs> <laughs> While simultaneously not being asked. Yes. Halloween makeup <laughs> special. <laughs> Skeletor edition. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my god. Oh well, Nadine, I just want to go shopping now. I know, no, you don't. You just want to attack me as far as no. I know. First, I'm going to attack you with bronzer and blusher, and then I'm going to buy the Eyelure flares and um, possibly the Nars Radiant Creamy Concealer. I have oh, to say, I like this. You'll love it. I like the sound I of the CRT. Dew, but only because I'm just a sucker for anything that says dewy. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much. And inevitably, you'll be back soon. And also, by the way, for anybody listening, they also asked me for a recommendation of a, a ring light as well. So I'm going to send them the ring light recommendation Excellent. as well. How dare <laughs> you out us? But yes, we can share that as well. I think that's extremely disloyal, Nadine. And on that note, <laughs> um, huge thanks, huge love, Bye. lots of love. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. This podcast was bravely brought to you by Blink, because brows are everything. <laughs>